0: Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! One, nothing wrong with me. Two, nothing wrong with me. Three, nothing wrong with me. Four, nothing wrong with me. Yeah, right, something's got to give. Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos podcast, where we believe here that we have no special talents. We are all just passionately curious. We're coming to you from the bustling metropolis of China, Texas. And what is it that we're curious about? All things pertaining to men, and how in the hell did we get here? And where is it that we are going and that where we want to go? Yeah, I'll spare you all that. uh, The rest of the bodies by drowning pool. And uh, that's interesting because I used to think metal and or music of that type was sinister, dark spooky um maybe i just didn't understand it but i listen to that song when i work out sometimes and also other music in that genre it kind of pumps me up and i think if you are walking down the street and you see someone with a cast on their arm well there's some basic goodness inside of you as a person whereby you can sympathize because obviously there was some pain involved if you can't directly relate maybe there's some empathy um, because you can try to put yourself in that position but as i've gone through life And really had a crash course in it in the last several years. And I think it's born of depravity. All of us have depravity and are deprived of something. And that is where that music really resonates. And you can take it in a whole bunch of different directions. You can run with it and say, hey, someone's being aggressive and they're tilting toward this side or that. No, I find it a poignant way to express, yeah, certain feelings so I can receive those and feel it. And moreover, a lot of that music is so tight and methodical. These guys are extremely talented, man. I remember we went to a Metallica concert, and they had these other bands I'd never even heard of before with some friends of ours, and uh, we're up in the nosebleed seats. But it was kind of cool, but I've learned to like them more and more as, as, uh, as time passes by. But that will be the last time that you have to hear me sing. We will let the metal music hit its mark right here in our own tracks on the Comfortable. In Chaos Podcast. No More Singing by Eric, and this is your host, Eric Helberg, at least for the time being, and if so, it'll be a totally different type of music. So, where do we begin? I was thinking about Rene Descartes, the French philosopher and mathematician, and it kind of goes in conjunction with this singing. I mean, as a kid, I've mentioned in other episodes that my father passed right before I turned eight. It was a pretty tumultuous relationship between him and my mom. So there was a lot of fear, instability, not really sure what was going on. I guess you could say you didn't feel safe. Um, And being around him was not always safe. Um, After he passed away, I don't know, my mom was young. And oftentimes we look back and say, hey, our parents or our parent did the very best they could. Mm, Maybe. But I can tell you this, as a dad, usually when there's some type of altercation or I have disciplined my kids, or simply gotten frustrated or angry with them, and it can be for a variety of reasons. I mean, everyone knows that. If I take the time, get out of myself, forego the need for any type of control and or to instruct, I always can see where I could have done better. So what makes that different for my parents or their parents or your parents? I think all parents could do better. It takes an enormous amount of effort, though. An enormous amount of patience. An enormous amount of enlightenment. But let's get back to Rene Descartes. I'm going to, I'm going to tie this up. He had a saying. I need to pull the Latin phraseology of it. But in English, it translates to, I think, therefore I am. And for me, oftentimes, that's all I had. Because my mom took off chasing other dudes. It was like this unusual preoccupation with finding someone new. I'm sure, she had her own stuff, didn't want to be alone. Hey, I get it. But it left me alone. So, oftentimes, just like me singing there, I would sing. I would sing an awful lot. But really, what I would do is I would make all kinds of crazy noises. And. Why was I doing them when I was the only one present? Well, like Descartes said, I think, therefore I am. And I think by all these machinations of noises and sounds and yelling, somehow I knew I was still there. Somehow I knew I had a voice, even if it was just me Listening to myself. I wanted to express. I needed to express. I just did not have anyone to express to. So summers would come around and I remember, I believe the summers from when I was 8 to 10 years old, my mom would ship me off to her parents' house who lived in Port Arthur, Texas. And I mean, geez, my grandparents were older by then. They had already long ago had raised their family, but they, they had taken me in and, um, I could see the sadness in them. I think they had an, an understanding, really a profound understanding of what I was going to be up against and they did their best. They did not have to do much. I was so thoroughly content with just having both of them around me. I could just lay on their living room floor while my grandpa sat in his underwear reading the newspaper. I'd tell him to watch these shows with me that I'd be watching on TV. He'd convince me that he could read the paper and watch a show at the same time. My grandmother would be in her adjacent recliner reading Reader's Digest. But for me, that was safe. Um, It gave me a foundation that I felt like I, no pun intended, that I could lay on. And uh, it was serene. And I enjoyed it immensely. It probably saved my life, really. And they also introduced me to church. My grandfather was a leader in the church. So that was super important, (laughs) but, you know, they were way older than me. I'm a young and rambunctious kid, and they would go to bed, I mean, because during those summers, my grandfather was still working at the Texaco refinery, and so when they'd go to bed, I'd sneak in, and uh, I'd crawl out of the living room, crawl down the, the hallway very stealthily. Sometimes my grandfather would catch me as I would hit the carpet off the linoleum and try to get under their bed because my grandfather always had Larry King playing on the radio. He came on late at night and or before they fell asleep, my grandfather and grandmother would be talking. And I remember (laughs) a lot of times my grandma would be like, my grandfather's name was, uh, was Doc. She'd be like, Doc, you think there's something wrong with Eric? I mean, he's always making those noises. I mean, should we, should we take him to someone? And he'd be like, no, he's just, a, he's just a boy with a lot of energy. And here I was thinking to myself, holy cow, man. Um, I'm liking this La La Land, this, uh, this Wizard of Oz back home. I'm here with my grandparents, and they're deliberating on if I'm crazy or not? What in the world? What it all equated to, though, was that I felt like I was different. Really, that I didn't fit in. I did not know where I belonged. And I had no idea how to find out where that needed to be, or even what I needed to be. Now, later on in life, I tried to use that to my advantage by always differentiating myself in different ways, because for me, when you felt very little and or less than, to be different for me became to be special and or better. And my guess is, I'm not the only one who's ever felt that way. I know plenty of you guys have felt that in your own regard. And these are some of these feelings that we're going to delve into deeper. And I greatly look forward to being able to do it with you. If you enjoyed this message, subscribe to the Comfortable and Chaos podcast and we will be back in the blink of an eye. I enjoyed it and thank you for listening to me. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable and Chaos podcast.